the idea that you know our our emotions and especially as we talked about like only the positive ones are acceptable when really they all serve a purpose and you know even from evolutionarily speaking like it's important to be anxious right because the human beings that were like whistling and thinking everything was rainbows and unicorns got eaten by saber-toothed tigers like a a long long time ago right (laughs) but the ones who heard a rustling in the bushes and like ran like hell even though it was just like a little squirrel um nine times out of ten it was a squirrel but the one time out of ten it was a bear they ran off and survived to have little anxious babies right so we need to be able to plan and prepare for (laughs) catastrophe and consider the worst case scenario our brains are developed with a negative bias to imagine all the terrible horrible things that could possibly happen rose is back one more time and this time we're going to talk about those things called emotions our society is based off of complex social interactions we need the capacity to attach and belong joy is the thing that reinforces i like that i like the gold stars i like when people smile at me i like doing a good job i like salty sweet and fat like these are the things that i want more of right anger is an immensely powerful force for change if we weren't angry or um didn't have the capacity for dissatisfaction we would never change anything. If people weren't upset about civil rights abuses, we wouldn't have had the Civil Rights Act, right? If people weren't upset about George Floyd or any of the other things that have happened, we wouldn't have had um, huge societal pushes toward change. Guilt and shame exist to correct our course. Um, And sadness is, as indicated in the movie Inside Out, really about reconnection, our capacity to um, reconnect to something that we've lost or connect to our community um, in a way to heal. And when we can take our emotions as parts of us that are responding with purpose and not like me, like I am not sad. I notice a feeling of sadness, right? Our lives are constantly dominated by the flux of emotions that we feel. And Rose is going to help put into perspective how these emotions actually interplay with each other and give us a model kind of like a corporation to understand how these emotions can affect our lives. So the sadness is reporting into the CEO, but we're not like just letting sadness Mm -hmm. run the company. Just like any company that you work for, there's different departments and some of them are a huge pain in the ass and some of them you get along with, but all are necessary. (laughs) And, but like as much as you believe in your department and you think your department's right and you think that your department is amazing, your department shouldn't be the CEO. And I think everybody can probably agree with that. And so recognizing that the CEO is our sort of wiser self that is taking the information that the emotions report in and then kind of doing something with that versus feeling completely overwhelmed, like I am anxious, everything is anxiety versus like, oh, wow, anxiety is reporting in. I must, you know, be wanting to plan or prepare for something. I wonder what that's about. So that's the concept. Join us for one more bonus episode with Rose as we dive into how you as the CEO can check in with your different emotions and their different departments. And yes, we do talk about the movie Inside Out quite a bit. So stick around for this one more episode. Welcome to Your Doctor Friends, the show that teaches you to sniff out the garbage and answers all the questions that you wish you could call or text your doctor friend. My name's Julie Bruni. And I'm Jeremy Allen, and we are two physicians who work at a nationally ranked practice and take care of some of the world's greatest athletes. We know that you have questions, and we want to help. We want to be your doctor friends. So I'd love to tap into Rose's vast 
expertise again about how we can and I think we can utilize these things for ourselves as adults or utilize them for maybe the younger people in our lives as well about sort of processing and reframing how we treat our emotions and our feelings and Rose I heard you have a great bit I would love to hear it let's let's rock and roll I've got a I've got a good bit (laughs) this is my spiel (laughs) so um, as we're talking about teens and, and, and skills that we can uh, utilize with the younger crew uh, to understand and regulate emotions, analogies and metaphors work really well because, again, they have kind of more the doing and feeling brain. And so bringing something more to an experiential um, sense helps them understand it, right? And so we don't get a good sense of what feelings are. And if we do, the implication is that only the good ones are acceptable. So it's really important for us to understand that all of our emotions, the full range actually has a function and a purpose. And so much like the movie Inside Out, which I've already expressed my deep love for, um, there are parts of us that are looking out for us in different ways. (laughs) And they may not always agree on what the best way forward is. My only qualm with the movie Inside Out is that all of the emotions were sort of on the same playing field. And uh, in reality, uh, our our functioning is more of like a corporation, <laughs> and hopefully not an evil corporation, but like a really good, good well-intended <laughs> corporation. And yes. so we have these departments and all of these, these emotions are reporting into like a CEO, like your wiser self, the you, when you are calm and rational and able to consider both how you feel and what is, you know, logical, right? Both of those facets. And so we have to have the capacity for these feelings, even from an evolutionary perspective, they serve a purpose. We don't have the feeling of anxiety because we just like to torture ourselves. Anxiety is incredibly effective with um, getting us to plan and prepare to be aware of consequences. If you weren't anxious about the consequence of not paying a bill, would you pay that bill? Maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) Right. If I didn't think there was going to be a consequence, Um, probably not. Yeah. Right. The anxiety about a job interview is the thing that makes you think about, oh gosh, I better figure out what what my answers to those questions are going to be. Um, so it, it does help us and our, our brain tends to kind of be in an, a 24-7 worst case scenario machine. And, and again, that's, that's given us a great evolutionary advantage to be kind of skittish creatures that are constantly expecting the worst because that allows us to plan and avoid it. So if you're feeling anxious about something, it's because you are wanting something in the future to go well. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are feeling the capacity for love, like that's, you know, our, our evolutionary success also depends on complex social bonds, our capacity to attach to each other and care Mm -hmm. about each other. Joy is the thing that allows us to reinforce the things that we like and the things that are good. So we might feel, um, good with things like salty, sweet, and fat Mm -hmm. and the humans that ran across, you know, fields of wild sweet potato versus celery the ones that were like, I love celery, like didn't make it very long. The nutritional value wasn't good, but the ones that were like, yes, sweet potatoes made it. So we have maybe some innate um, preferences for some things. We also really enjoy um, doing well and getting praise from others, from uh, the people around us, right? Back to belonging. And uh, we like uh, doing certain activities. And so that reinforces the things that we value and we want to do more of that. Anger is not a bad thing. Anger is an immensely um, important force for change. If we didn't have the capacity to be dissatisfied with something, we wouldn't have the capacity to change it, right? And so if somebody didn't have the capacity for anger, that would actually be um, really 
ineffective. That would mm-hmm. be difficult for their functioning. Um, if people weren't angry about civil rights abuses, we wouldn't have had the Civil Rights Act. People, you know, mm-hmm. uh, certainly all anger has driven a lot of activism and change in the past three years, for example. Um, so anger is actually really important. Guilt and shame get a bad rap, but guilt, shame, and embarrassment <laughs> serve to correct our, our course of action. And like a little dab will do you, like a tiny little bit, but it's kind of like the emotional yeah. hot stove where, you know, it burns and it lingers and it tells you never do that again. Um, but it's important because, you know, uh, what, what does it look like if somebody doesn't have the capacity for guilt or shame or embarrassment? Who they is that? Like a sociopath. Right. Yeah. Like, so the fact that we that care. don't have empathy. Right. Yeah. What others think. And so um, we just don't want that mm-hmm. to take over. We don't want that to become such a huge part of our, you know, it can easily become really counterproductive. But the nine-year-old that like decides I'm going to s- steal this candy bar from the drugstore, um, but then is like racked with guilt the whole way home, sweating bullets when they hear sirens in the background and think the cops are after me and they like get home and they're so like emotionally wrought over it that they can't even eat the candy bar and they just throw it away and they think I'm never going to do that again. Good guilt worked. (laughs) And so it keeps us in line with the expectations of our own values and the values of the group that we want to belong to. And sadness has a purpose. Sadness is about reconnection to something that is lost. Sadness is about, um, you know, even the, the process of grief uh, over a loved one that's that's passed away is reconnecting to a different version of them, right? And reconnection with our, our community and the people around us. Um, we even have a very physical reaction to people who are tearful or crying. What does your body want to do if you see somebody crying? Reach out to them, hold them. Right, like we have this very like, them. visceral, like our body starts moving mm-hmm. forward which can get awkward if you don't know them very well. And you're like, (laughs) are you, are you okay? Um, So all of these emotions have a purpose and they're just reporting in, but that doesn't mean that the information that they have is totally accurate. And it doesn't mean that they're the ones that should drive the decision for the whole company. It means that Mm -hmm. the CEO can take that under advisement and then choose what to do because the CEO is one that has the bigger picture. Yes, sadness, you're right. That is really hard. And like we have all of this, love over here and this joy over here and we're anxious about this other thing going on so we are going to have to you know be able to regulate that in a different way or we're not going to be able to pull the covers over our head for the next week where we are going to have to like go into work and so being able to attend and validate our emotions without necessarily letting them take over and that's a really important skill in being able to relate to our emotions not with like oh what an uncomfortable thing i need to suppress it or feel bad about the fact that i have it or pretend i don't have it Versus I can validate it, accept it, name it, and I don't have to put it in charge. So take care of your CEO. That's awesome. Have some, you know, all staff meetings every (laughs) once in a while. (laughs) But being able to kind of (laughs) relate to our emotions as information um, and and be curious about that as opposed to taking it as truth or mandates for action. And that can be a helpful way to understand emotions um, for, for teenagers to start kind of wrapping their minds around that. Excellent. Well, Rose, you really know how to break things down for us to make it more digestible and help us understand. And then hopefully, you know, share that with maybe the younger folks in our life that um, that still have a lot of brain development and regulation to do. So that was extremely helpful. Um, Yeah. Uh, Mental health is health. Uh, Ask your doctor friends who then will probably ask Rose. Yeah. (laughs) And take care of your personal CEO. Yes.
important. Ask your doctor friends, and then we'll ask Rose. <laughs> Excellent. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> The amazing music is credited to Skillcell with Pixabay licensure. The podcast is meant for educational and entertainment purposes only. The contents of this podcast should not be taken as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. Please consult a medical professional for any medical issues that you may be having. The contents of this podcast are the opinions of the hosts only and do not reflect the opinions of their employers or affiliations. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the podcast. Under no circumstances shall Dr. Julie Bruni or Dr. Jeremy Allen or any guest to the podcast be responsible for damages arising from use of the podcast. Do you want to wrap it up, Julie? Oh, uh, I no, uh, no, I don't know what <laughs> I don't know That's what it. these that episodes the, are supposed to be. Just like that was the thank spiel. you, Rose. I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah.